people spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to The JK Experience. Going, okay, I'm gonna take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you, you feel you're talented in that. Pursue that, who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. Uh, you know, I kind of warned you guys before, um, my right-hand man, James, wasn't going to be with us on some of these coming up podcasts, and here it is right here. It's just me solo, but I promised you that um, I'd bring some really amazing, talented people that uh, are going to bring some awesome impact and value to you, and I can't think of anybody better. I am so excited. Uh, I got a gentleman that has been in my life, out of my life, but in my life for many, many years. Uh, former professional athlete as well, too. Former left-hander. We'll kind of get all this, but Colin Young is uh, going to be joining us. Is joining us on the the show today. And Colin, dude, I am just, I just love the fact that we have reconnected this summer, and we get to have you on this episode because it's going to be intense and awesome today. Thanks, Cal. I, I appreciate it, man. And, and yeah, likewise, reconnecting this year has, has been, you know, pretty amazing after not seeing each other for a number of years. And who would have known it would be baseball to bring us back together? <laughs> so, right. It, you know, and uh, it's just, I really appreciate you and the family coming down to uh, Denver to watch us, to watch the Padres play the Rockies and, and uh, had a blast. Definitely had a blast reconnecting. Yeah. Well, I want to give the, the audience a little bit of a, a background of you. Um, I think it's really important just to set, just to start with a foundation. So, um, you know, Colin, he was drafted. He's a ninth round pick for the Colorado Rockies. And uh, that was back in the 1999 draft. I, you know, so we were right there. Like you and I grew up in the minor league system together and uh, right. we spent many spring trainings together. Unfortunately, I ended up spending a few seasons of uh, rehab together too. We had a great time, <laughs> right. by the way. Those were fun times. Um, played with the Rockies for five seasons, uh, was called up on the major league 40 man roster for the Rockies in 2002, pitched with the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Cardinals. Um, and I mean, just had a, like, had a really great long career. I was like nine years, it spanned nine years, man. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it's when I was revisiting time. that, huh? I know it's, it's a long time and you know, it, it and I bounced around a lot. got to see a lot of things and different organizations and there were a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Uh, but to be honest, that nine years went by, uh, really quickly. <laughs> Seriously. And, 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 a, and a flash, you know, and it just seems like yesterday we were just starting out with the Rockies and, uh, now we're grown men. I got gray hair and three kids and a 13 year old and yeah. you don't know where it goes. So. No, that's exactly right. Well, and I think it's yeah. really important. I want people to know too, like you, you know, the reason why you played nine years is because you were good. Like you were a prospect, like you had success. I mean, you were a first team, uh, all conference in 99. You were, you led the, um, the Northwest league in strikeouts. So you were second in strikeouts for the South Atlantic league in 2000. Like, I mean, you, like you had great statistics, you were left-handed and mm -hmm. like your career was promising. Like you had all of the things that it felt like was, this is going to be your life. Yeah. I, I, I think my mindset the whole time was, you know, when, when I got into professional baseball, well, even as a young kid is I always wanted to prove myself, uh, no matter what, I always felt that 
other people were getting the recognition or what it, whatever it was, or I was the one always being overlooked. I wasn't big physically or, uh, you know, wasn't the fastest through the hardest, but, uh, what I had inside of me was just kind of a, a fire, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I wanted to prove everyone that I could be, you know, the best or, or play with the best. And, and, uh, <laughs> so that for me, um, was a driving force, you know, now getting into professional baseball, now you're playing with the top one percenters in the world, right? Right. And, exactly. You know, so it can, it could be intimidating, uh, but luckily it was just, I, I want to say more than my physical attributes or talent for the game. It was my mental uh, acuity or just my mental toughness. And I think I got that from my father mm-hmm. it, that drove me to, um, you know, kind of climb up the ladder within professional baseball rather quickly. Yeah. So. Well, and I think that, you know, you and I spent some time this summer and we talked about this is, you know, one of the things as you continue to elevate and continue to surround yourself with, uh, with people, athletes that are driven, that are just like you said though, that, but they, they have like kind of like this chip on them, their shoulder, right? They, they, they know they right. have this talent. They know they have this gift and they are going to like, they're going to run through every brick wall in order to go and achieve it. Um, one of the things you found is that like when you got into the minor leagues and you got drafted and you were playing professional baseball, you started to be around other like-minded people that, you know, they, they, they might've, um, to a certain point, sometimes they can intimidate you, but they, they drove you, man. You just, you became around other people that like, dude, I, I know that I'm just as good as these guys. Right. And, uh, you have to have that mentality, uh, or else you're not going to stick very long. Um, it's. It's one of those things where you get into a situation, uh, you assess the talent, you assess the room, and you look within yourself and, 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 and ask yourself honestly, you know, uh, can I compete? And, yeah. you know, for me, the answer was always yes. Yeah. You know, I can compete. I can be one of those guys. I, I envision myself out there on that big league diamond uh, throwing a baseball pass, you know, a-Rod, Ichiro, whoever it was. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was that visualization. Uh, but also at the same time, it was just, I, it was this kind of an innate sense that I had just, I needed to prove myself, always needed to prove myself. And not, when I was told no, yeah. that meant, oh yeah, well, watch me now. Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to change, I'm going to change that no to a yes. Yeah. So people telling me I was too small you know, didn't throw hard enough or told me, no, you couldn't do something was a huge driving factor, uh, for me to, you know, really push the ball forward and, and either work harder, uh, and, or just be mentally tougher just to get out there and, and just improve it and not be scared. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you what, man, I, you know, once again, it's just that <clears throat> as we, as you and I know that like we've been around athletes that have made it, we've been around athletes that have, and unfortunately for both of us, you know, there came a time in our professional career that the door did close, uh, that right. opportunity did shut. And, you know, you know, our conversations that we've had and, and why I want you on the show today specifically is uh, I really want you to express to people, um, you know, failure, failure sometimes is out of your control. Like we can go after something so hard, so passionately. We can feel like that is our calling. Um, you know, you felt like baseball was it, man. You felt like this was what I was supposed to do. I, I've, I've, I've repeated the same thing. I felt like that was what I was created to do. And when that door shuts, not because, 
you didn't have the ability to do it or the talent to do it. Um, you just, the door shut, man. And that's a hard, hard time. It's a hard moment in our lives. You and I spoke about this summer. I just kind of want to reflect on that real briefly about like, what was that like, man? You nine years in minor league baseball, great statistics, couple injuries, couple setbacks, but you were like, you're trying to make another run. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you're five years old in the backyard and you're just, this, this is, this is what I want to do with my life. And you just know it. And people ask me, you know, when did you know that you wanted to be a professional baseball player? And, well, I knew before the age of 10. Exactly. You know, and they, and they're like, well, I don't understand. I, I said, I just knew. And it was almost like I willed it to happen. Now, you keep it, you keep progressing, you keep progressing and signing a professional contract. Awesome. You play the nine years. Awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. And then someone tells you, you can't do it anymore. So what, is, what does that look like? What, what does that mean? Uh, when you've done everything you've ever wanted to do since the age of five and now you can't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a shock to the system to be honest with you. And, and like we talked about, you know, it's what is my self worth now? Mm-hmm. I know myself as a baseball player. Now I can't do that anymore. Well, what do I have to offer anyone at this point? You know, even myself, like that's my identity. How do I, I can't work a nine to five. I can't sit in that role. I can't do this. I can't do that. Then all of a sudden, all this confidence that you've built up over the years, uh, in yourself is just, it's like the balloons just pop and all the air is let up. Yeah. And, and picking up the pieces at that point, uh, honestly is, is, Unless you have a good support system, it's it's really tough. Right. It's really tough. Yeah, and I and <clears throat> I would say that even when you do have a support system, it's still really challenging. You have to, you mean, you really have to get into that pit and be able to climb yourself out of that, man. I mean, it's a, uh, you know, uh, you know, for me, it's been uh, this has been a journey for me, and uh, mm-hmm. I know for you, it took you. I mean, it took you a number of years to finally find who Colin was again. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, and from being brutally honest, it took me two years of therapy. It took a lot of support from my wife, um, you know, telling me that, look, you can do things. You are good enough mm-hmm. to do other things. Uh, you do have value beyond baseball. And uh, I had blinders on. I couldn't see that for a couple of years. And, and finally, uh, I think after a couple of years of therapy and, and just, you get to a point where, all right, I don't like this feeling anymore. I am not this person. Um, I am not this depressed person. I am not this lazy person. I'm not this. That's who I, I was never that person. So why am I that now? Yeah. Now I have to readjust my sights on what it is that I can offer people, you know, whether it be my intellect, my personality. What is it? I have to look beyond baseball. What is it that I can offer society, my family, and, and, and everyone around me to be the best that I can, uh, as a person, as an individual and, and, and provide for my family. So, uh, it, it took a couple of years, turned it around, uh, but it, it, it was very, very difficult. And some guys, when they leave professional sports, they never find that they yeah. never get out of that slump. Exactly. And, and that's, and, and that's disconcerting on, on a lot of levels. And I think there needs to be more help in that area, but, um, for me, I was luckily, luckily had the support of my wife really 
to really bring me, bring that out of me and, and <laughs> tell me I'm good enough to be, to, to do other things. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I have never asked you this question, but it really kind of came to light as we were speaking. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when the game was over, reality was hit, you're going through all of these emotions. Um, did you ever get bitter at the game? hundred yeah. percent. I couldn't watch it. Yeah. I couldn't watch the game. I, I didn't want to know anything about it. Uh, I tried to do lessons and doing lessons with kids was, uh, really difficult because I just, I didn't care anymore. I lost, I lost that feeling of, uh, just caring about the game. So, um, it took a few years to even watch a game on TV again, you know, and, and you, you become really bitter at something that you've loved your whole life, which is really strange, but, uh, I don't know what that is. I mean, I guess it's, it's a way of, of mourning, <laughs> yeah. kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. you're mourning a loss of something that's been a part of you for years. Yeah. Well, yeah, something that was like <clears throat> everything that you, that, and you said this earlier and I just, it was so perfectly said is that it was everything that you were, right? It's like your, your self-worth, your image, your confidence, everything that you were made of was a reflection of your, of baseball was a reflection of you as a professional athlete. And when that stripped away, man, you're just a shell of a, of a being, you know? And I think there's a, I know there's a lot of people out there, whether they're professional uh, athletes or if they're just in a profession that they've given everything to, and then they can no longer do that. I know they feel the same way Mm -hmm. you were able to get out of it. And it's just awesome. And you're absolutely right. You and I know friends personally, that are still in that hellhole. We still we we know people that have never been able to get out of it and find themselves so that they become they can become truly who they were meant to be. You were able to get out of it. And I don't I'm not even hitting into like where you're at right now. I'm like you literally like regardless of what baseball is going to be doing in your life, you found happiness, you found out who you were and you started to live life again. Talk to me about like man, I had this aha moment. Uh, this is what changed. And then yeah. all of a sudden here, I, that's, that's where I ended up. It was basically when my children started playing baseball, wow. you know, and when I looked at them is, do they want a dad that's going to be bitter and, and hate the game? Or do I, you know, I, do I need to be that dad that's going to support them? Whatever the endeavor is that they do, but you know, they need, they need me to be a positive light in their life. And I, I, for some reason I recognized that, you know, I recognized that I was not that guy, but I needed to be that guy. So you're basically training yourself. You you have an epiphany where I just need to be better for my kids. And and my kids made me a better person uh, that way. So once I started working with them uh, in baseball and started coaching, uh, them and baseball, it, it brought me out of that funk because there's no way I could do that, you know, depressed or with no energy or without caring. So, uh, it was really my children, you know, probably they were about five or six years old when they, you know, we started, uh, doing a lot of that stuff, uh, with them playing and it just, it brought me, it brought me into the light, man. <laughs> it yeah. really did. It really did. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So, what I what I'm hearing you say here, um, honestly, is just the fact that for for a lot of for many you know for many months and a couple of years for you, it was all about the selfishness of what baseball did to you. And then when yep. when <clears throat> your boys started to play the game, you selflessly started to pour into them. And by pouring into them, you were able to find yourself because it, that was the fulfilling part of it, right? I mean, we pour so much of ourselves into the game. When the game mm-hmm. is stripped away, we have nothing to pour ourselves into anymore. You were able to find what was really meaningful in your life. And those were your boys. Yeah, exactly. You know, just tired of the woe is me. I, I knew that wasn't a, a way to be successful in life or um, even for my, my family to grow. So I had to get out of that mindset. Uh, luckily I recognized that, uh, you know, along with the help of some, you know, my wife and, and others, but yeah. it, it, you have in order, in order to make people better or, you know, you have to lose that, that woe is me mentality, that selfish mentality and be selfless. And, and because I wanted my kids uh, to be a positive force and without me supporting them and building confidence in them, then that would never happen. So yeah, yeah luckily, nice. luckily snapped out of it, man. And you turned all that energy, you know, one of the things that was so great just hearing your story um, <clears throat> when we were catching up was, you know, you found your passion again and, you know, you had to chase a few different things, right? It wasn't like all of a sudden the next thing that you stumbled into, you're like, this is it. I found my passion. I'm going to go to this, right? You found your, like you found your family first and foremost is where you needed to pour yourself into. But, you know, you did try different jobs. You were searching for more fulfillment. Eventually you ended up in insurance, a mate, you know, you're a rock star in the insurance world. Uh, you're doing amazing. You feel great about it. You're making a living. You're making a life. You know, you're building your wealth. All of these things are going. And then life goes, yo, bro, hey. I'm going to just change it up, man. Yeah, I'm going to throw the biggest wrench of all right. into, the, into, into your life right now and hold the carrot, dangle a carrot of Major League Baseball over you right now. Yeah. <laughs> so tell everybody about this, man. This is almost like, it's yeah. like the rookie, except you weren't actually like on the mound. I mean, like, it is literally right. that kind of a story, dude. It's um, absolutely yeah. amazing. So the background, the genesis of it is, uh, you know, the, I work at an organization up in Prosper, Texas, called uh, Collin County Baseball Academy. And there was a, there was a young kid uh, working with hitters there and he, and his theories and philosophies on Bigfoot and on hitting caught on on Twitter and social media. And he started working with a lot of professional guys. And so he would have professional guys come in and I would throw batting practice to them. And, and we developed a relationship over time. I probably threw from 20 to 30 times with Ryan Parker. He's with that. Yeah. I'm angels now. And I didn't ask anything for it. I just enjoyed throwing batting practice to these guys because I knew they were working hard. Uh, they were minor leaguers at that time, trying to get to the big leagues. And uh, so I, I felt it was an opportunity for me to give back a little bit and just throw them some batting practice and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and help Ryan out as a young kid trying to get his feet wet in the game. And uh, so we did that. Uh, about a year, I did, I did that for about a year, year and a half for him. You know, just would just randomly leave my insurance office, come throw for him, and and then that was it. Never thought much of it. Uh, fast forward to March of uh, 2019. Well, Ryan got hired by the Angels in December of 2018, and was one of their hitting analysts. And 
March of 2019, spring training, the Padres had been going, looking for a left-handed batting practice pitcher. Uh, I guess they went through nine guys in spring training. Well, I guess the conversation was had between our hitting coach and Ryan Parker over the Angels asking, uh, you know, if he had known and knew of anyone that could throw great batting practice that was left-handed. So he gave my name to the hitting coach of the Padres. Well, two days later, I get a call from the assistant GM of the Padres saying, hey, you've been highly recommended to do this. Uh, we'd love to have you come out and, and, and work out with the team in Seattle uh, during the exhibition games and, and see if you're a good fit. So... <laughs> right. I mean, when you, when you get, yeah, when, when you, yeah, when you get a phone call from the assistant GM of major league baseball team saying, Hey, this is an opportunity for you to join the coaching staff. That's not something that happens every day. That is something forever, forever, forever. <laughs> you know? Right. So oh, typically you have to go back into the minor leagues and work your way back up Yeah, right. as a coach. And so, uh, I had 24 hours to decide if I wanted to take this opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I looked at my wife. We talked. I talked to my father-in-law. My father-in-law, Jack Clark, played 18 years in the big leagues. He was on the coaching staff of the Dodgers in the early 2000s as their hitting coach. And we came to the same conclusion that this stuff doesn't happen all the time. Uh, There's a reason that this has happened. So... I jumped at the opportunity after building an insurance business for the past four years. And uh, it was a hard decision to make. But when you dangle that carrot of baseball over my head, I'm going to probably jump at it, (laughs) you know. But it it, it came with a lot of sacrifice. It came with, uh, you know, leaving the family for a long period of time. It, 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 you know, it was very difficult this year. But uh, I think the opportunity... Uh, for the future, uh, that presents itself is, is something that's going to be pretty, pretty amazing. So, and then at the same time, I got to land my licenses with an independent broker and still do insurance on the side. So it, it kind of worked out really well. Yeah. But, but the reason why it all happened, and, and I, you know, the whole point of the story really is, uh, is giving back to other people. Yeah. Right. Is helping people and not asking anything in return and doing it because you honestly want to want to see other people uh, succeed in their, in their jobs and their careers and in their lives. And that, that was the reason why I helped Ryan. Mm-hmm. And cause I knew he was onto something. I knew he was doing great things and I wanted to help him. Yeah. And, and look what that, ha- look what that turned into. That turned into a major league coaching job for myself just because I helped a kid that was 24 years old and just starting out and getting his feet wet in the game. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that's the moral of the story. That, that's the stuff that um, should be, you know, really talked about is when you, give, when you give to others, what you get back, you know, comes back, you know, in, in a pretty big way. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, I think that 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 could be a really big part of it. There were so many things that led up to that though. Right. You know, and as I think about this is, I mean, first of all, dude, you had to forgive yourself, right. For the failure of not making it, you had to, um, have that humility to once again, be a part of the game, even though it was good for, you know, even though you wanted to do it for your, your, um, your boys, 
you still yep. had to do that. I mean, you had to have the humility to say, you know what? I didn't make it. And I don't really care what people say. And I don't really care what those expectations were. I gave it all I could. And unfortunately, yep. it, that wasn't my story. I wasn't supposed to do that. I'm supposed to be here right now at this moment with my kids. So you gave that. And then from there, it was, how do I give back to the game? How do I learn to, you know, how am I going to yeah. respect the game for everything it truly gave to me? That appreciation and that recognition for everything positive that did happen in light of all of the things that didn't happen that you wanted to have happen. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's recognizing that, you know, what you, you know, the career you have or whatever you do as far as, you know, work or whatnot, that's not your identity. Right. You know, that is not, that is not who you are as a person. Um, you know, who you are as a person and your identity is so much bigger than that, you know? And yeah. I, I talk about, you know, with, with friends of mine and, and, and other people, it's like, I made a lot of friends in the game of baseball. You know, if I was a jerk or an asshole in the game of baseball, then I wouldn't have probably had this opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't burn bridges in life, but you just, you be a good person. Yeah. And, you know, I know in our twenties, you know, I look back and, and think, wow, I was an idiot back then. But I think at the, at the end of the day, I was still a good person. Mm -hmm. And uh, you make all these friends, you make all these connections, and it leads to opportunity, you know. But, you know, it's baseball. Once I learned that baseball wasn't my identity, and that, you know, that moment, it, it really just opened up my life to, you know, these new experiences and opportunities. So, you know, I, I can't put, I can't put my finger on, you know, the exact moment, but I, it was almost like a weight was just lifted off my shoulders mm -hmm. where it just allowed me to go out and, and be confident again. Yeah. So, well, and I tell you what, here's the great thing about all this too, is that the story hasn't stopped there, right? I mean, you've, you've just, you've no. just experienced your first season. Um, I have loved talking to you about everything that's been happening in your life, not just, not because the fact that, uh, you know, they had the phone call, but because of you've now used this as a great platform for proximity in your life. Like the conversations mm -hmm. you're having with people, um, you know, you, the, the authentic relationships that you're building, you know, what an awesome opportunity. Cause most, most people don't have that to, to really go back and say, you know what, man, if, if I had that opportunity again, if I had an opportunity to go and chase that dream again, like this is the person that I would want to be. And you just kind of alluded, you're right, back in your 20s, back in our 20s, dude, we made some stupid things and stupid decisions. <laughs> we were good yeah. people, no doubt we, about it. We were yeah, great people. We had fun. We had we fun. Did, yeah. We most certainly lived the life, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah. and we survived it too, which is great, even yeah. better. But yeah. you, you have that opportunity to be like, you know what? I get a chance to do the things that I felt were right, like in my life. And I'm going to do that now. And, uh, it has been awesome. The stories that you've been able to experience, to share with myself and so many other people, man, you are like, it's really amazing to see, uh, the responsibility well, you see as yourself. Yeah. And, and also, um, I look at the young guys in the clubhouse, the young players, and I see myself in them. Right. And it's almost like, uh, I have this fatherly instinct now where I want to, want to help these guys. I want to direct these guys. I want to have conversations and communicate with these guys, you know, and, and let them know, you know, how this is going to go, you know, how this is, 
how this can be great for them, the proper things to do to, you know, to prepare for the game, you know, or just be someone they can talk to and trust. Uh, Cause I don't know if I, I don't know if I had that back in the day mm-hmm. where I just wanted to get some stuff off my shoulders, but have someone on the coaching staff or, you know, in the organization that I could trust where I could just kind of let loose a little bit, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, you know, if I can, you know, be somewhat of a, a role model or, or, or just a, a figure that, you know, helps out in that, that respect, you know, that's really what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, baseball and coaching fundamentals and the technical stuff aside, you know, being a mentor is to them is, is really what, what I'd like to do. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I love it. And I know we got to wrap this up here, but man, I'd say that was awesome. And, and I will say that, um, I know that you would not be the man you are today if it was a fact that you would have fulfilled that dream and been a big, big league guy. You would have still been a great guy. You still would have been a good dude. But the man you are now is so much better of a person because of all of the things that you've had to experience and had to grow out of. And you realize that. And now you get to pour that experience and that wisdom into so many people's lives, dude. So just a hats off that you recognize that and that you are trying to make an impact, man. It's awesome. No, I appreciate it. And, and, and back at you, man, like what you do on a daily basis and, and, uh, the positivity that you exude and, and, uh, what you give back to the you know, community and, and everything. It's, it's, you know, it's, that's the meaningful stuff in life. You know, that's the stuff that, you know, that makes you whole that, you know, that fulfills you. And, and it's like, you know, I see, and I'll put it, I'll put it in this perspective, right? You know, I've seen so many guys that win batting titles, win a young award, get all the accolades, right? Mm-hmm. But they're still empty at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's the people you surround yourself with and, and the people you allow yourself to be vulnerable, vulnerable with that really make life what it is. Yeah. And if you just let those people in, and people that love you and the people that recognize that you just want to do good things in life. Um, you know, the sky's the one that, so oh. live authentically, right? Live authentically, live, brother. Live authentically. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, my buddy Gary, um, has two rules in life, two rules that will get you far no matter what. And, and Gary is, uh, he was one of my best friends growing up. Uh, he coaches high school softball in uh, Massachusetts now. And, and uh, you might have met him along the way. I'm not sure if you have or not, but he's got two rules in life. Work hard and don't be an asshole, you know? <laughs> and, and honestly, if you live by those two words, yeah. two words, those two rules, there's, there's a lot of merit in it, yeah, you know? Right. And, and uh, you know, because uh, if you're good to people and people see you work hard, honestly, people want to jump on that train. So. Yeah. That's going to be our caption, by the way. Like when, when, when this podcast comes out, that's going to be like, there's yeah. two rules to live a life. <laughs> so yeah. Work hard. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, uh, and, 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 and honestly, like, you know, our friend, John, my friend, John Cena as well, he loves those two rules. And John's one of the hardest workers I've ever known, yeah. you know, and, and the most, one of the most focused and philanthropic individuals I've ever known. And, uh, he, those are the, two rules he lives by. He's, well, he, and he's got one more and it's own your everything. Own your you know, everything. Work, oh. Yeah. Work hard. Don't be an asshole and own your everything. You know, just own it. You know, I love this so, is, I don't know if everybody just kind of caught that. You just slid that last part in there about John Cena. Like, yes, gentlemen, like ladies yes, and gentlemen, yes. that is a great friend of him, a high school buddy of his. And, uh, mm-hmm. 
And we'll dive into that on the next, the next time we get you on here, man. I know you've got, yeah, like, definitely. you got family, you got your daughter that uh, you're picking up, dude. But, um, man, we are so much better because of what you said today, dude. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking time. Um, you know, one of the things that is just awesome about people that, you know, get to this point where they, they start to follow and they start to capture that dream again, they're chasing it. They're seeing that success is when they don't forget the people that truly matter in their lives. And, uh, the fact that you have allowed me to come back into your life, dude, that you've always made time. We've always had coffee or, or, um, breakfast, uh, whenever you're in town, like that just says something about your integrity and your authenticity. And uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, brother. That is awesome that Thanks, you man. live that day. Not a lot of people do that, man. No, it's been, it's been awesome. Like I said, and, uh, I, I think we talked about this at breakfast. It's, it's, it's not the fact that, um, I got to coach in the major leagues this season. It's the fact I, the, one of the best parts about this season was reconnecting with a lot of people that I had sorely missed and, who had a direct profound effect on my life, whether friends and family, former teammates, uh, college roommates. It was an amazing, amazing reunion tour this year. And it honestly like rejuvenated me. Mm-hmm. It was just, it, it was, it gave me just like that extra life, uh, just to, to, to keep going mm-hmm. and, and keep staying positive and, and, uh, do everything I can, uh, to, to have, to keep having those, those, those reunions with, with friends and family. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's been awesome, man. Well, I know that you and I have a couple of big missions out there and I hope that we get an opportunity to yep. go out there and do some of those things that we talked about. Cause I know that, uh, that's, uh, you know, when you got to call in to do something, man, you just got to knock down every door in order to try to achieve it. So that's it, man. That's it. All right, everybody. Hey, thanks you so much, man. If you did not walk away from this episode inspired, if you did not walk away from this episode with some things that you need to be doing in your life, then you need to press the start over button and listen to it, man. Colin drops some truth. He drops some rawness and he is going to be back on this show again. I guarantee that. So you guys have an awesome rest of your week and we look forward to seeing you on the very next episode. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK Experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you next time.